Have you ever felt overwhelmed or stressed out to the point where it was affecting your mental health? But then, have you ever thought about how your mental health affects your overall well-being and happiness? And in a world that often values productivity over self-care, how do you prioritize your mental health and what you can do to protect it? Join me after the intro for a conversation with a very special friend with whom we will answer this and many more questions. Stay tuned. Do you feel stuck in your life? Do you feel unhappy but not completely sure what that is? Do you hold a grudge towards someone for something they did which affects you and the way you live your life? Have you ever told someone, I forgive you, but in reality you were not completely over what happened? Why is it so difficult to truly forgive? How do we forgive? And can anything and anyone be forgiven? Hi, my name is Rosanna D, and I'm the host of the Forgiven Tribe Show. This is a safe and not judgmental place for sharing opinions and challenging experiences where the practice of forgiveness helped individuals to get unstuck and create a much more fulfilling life than they had before. Join me in this exciting journey to unveil how you too can have the life you deserve. Simply click the subscribe button below to receive notification about future episodes. Welcome to the Forgiven Try Show. Mental health is a pressing issue affecting millions of people worldwide. From stress and anxiety to depression and addiction, mental health problems can have a profound impact on individuals and communities, and their effects can be felt across every aspect of our lives. With an increased demand of work, social media, and other stressors, it's more important than ever to take proactive steps towards protecting our mental health. With this in mind, and as we start our third year of the Forgiven Try Show in the month dedicated to mental health, we want to explore strategies and practices that we can adopt to prioritize our mental well-being in today's fast-paced, globalized world so we can cope with stress and adversity, foster resilience and thrive in our daily lives. And we dive into this topic with today's guest, Whale Said, an Egyptian born and now living and working in the United Arab Emirates. Whale is a mental and emotional Jeshetti certified coach. His personal experience with mental health and journey of self-discovery made him passionate about psychology and eventually led him to become a life coach, whose mission today is simple, helping and serving people to train their minds to see the bright side in the darkness, transform their own life, find their own meaning in life, and living mentally and emotionally healthy. Hi, Will. Welcome to the Forgiven Try Show. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Hello, Rosanna. I want to thank you. It's my honor to be here. I want to thank you for inviting me for your amazing podcast. And I thank you for that amazing presentation and introduction for me. I'm so happy being here. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, it, mental health is a, a very important issue in today's world. But before we start with that, I would like to start a little bit knowing about you and in particular the journey that took you to become an emotional mental health coach. 
How did it start? I want to thank you for that. And to be honest, when somebody asks me that question, it's a long journey. A long journey to decide how to be a mental health depression restrictive coach. And it shouldn't especially that niche because it's, it's so scary to, to choose that niche as a coach. But you can say that journey started in 2013 when I had my first suicidal thoughts was depression. It was a, a, a great turning point for me in order to start the journey of discovery and, tr- and transformation inside me as a human being. And that journey started from 2013 until now between two mental illnesses, depression and OCD. It wasn't an, an, an easy journey for me, but by using my own perspective and my own tools, the thing that I learned during the journey as a human being, I found out how can I see the bright side from my own mental illnesses, like depression or OCD in my life. Because I found from my own passion in psychology, that is my passion in psychology. I love psychology. I love that big umbrella of psychology. And I started by, by the first one, which is coaching. And I want to continue my studies in that, which led me to my own purpose that I want to help and serve myself, and I want to help and serve people around me by my own studies, by my own coaching. That is my own purpose in life, which is aligned with my own mission in life. Imagine that if you train your mind by create that kind of mindset, but how can you see the bright side from own darkness, from own challenges, from own failure, from own mistake, how your life would be look like? Which would lead me to my own vision. I have a vision in life. Imagine that if you work in that and get that kind of mindset, the vast majority of people that have that kind of mindset by seeing the bright side from their own darkness, everything will be different for us. We'll find the goodness in every situation that we're going through in our life. So simply, that journey, it was a long journey in order to work with myself to discover more and more and more. Until now, I'm still working on myself as a, in order to be aligned with, with my own passion, with my own purpose, and also with my own mission and vision in my life. It's a never-stopping journey, to be honest. I completely agree with you. I resonate with, uh, with your story. And I'm sorry that you had to go through such a, a difficult time. I resonate with a lot of the experiences that you mentioned. I burned out at work about four years ago now, and I stayed with suicidal thought for 48 hours. It was the first and the last time. And one thing that I found quite scary is I didn't want to kill myself. I just had a big hole inside me that need feeling. And I think that a lot of people really misunderstand what mental health or anything connected to mental health really entitles to. And when we are not suffering or before we start suffering or any mental health issue, we might think this will never happen to me, right? We might think, oh, this is something that happens to people that are weak, perhaps. They don't know what they want in their lives. But the truth is, it happens to everybody. And we don't recognize all the symptoms and the signs of mental health until it's perhaps too late. Would you agree with that? Yes, indeed. Yes. So, in your experience, personal and the experience of the people that you help, what would be the most recognizable signs that the person in front of you is perhaps starting to go on the path of 
suffering with mental health issues. Mm. I want to thank you both in that question so deep, which led me to reflect, especially with my own clients and also with myself. You know what? The most common thing that the lack of expressing your own feeling and the unmet need for you as a human being. You have a need as a human being, right? You have physical need and have psychological need. And have your own core values as a human being. If this need not covered, it will lead you. It, it, it will be a big science. And also, it will lead you to mental illnesses, especially depression. When I see depression from different perspective and conversation between me and depression, I always focus depression as a Mr. Depression. I have a conversation between me and when I have a suicidal thoughts, I start to coach myself. I have this conversation between me and my inner world, my inner self, and talk with depression. Hello, Mr. Depression, how are you? Why that you are here in my life now? Yes, well, thanks so much for inviting me. You are the one who invited me in your life. So why? I just want to know that you come and go in my life from time to time. Yes, you know what? Well, I'm here in your life because you have a need, like lack of sleeping. Lack of respect. You have rejection in your life. You are stressed a lot in your life. You are not taking care of yourself. There's no self-love. There's no self-growth. The people around you not respect you. There's many reasons, Mr. Wild. That's why that I'm here in your life, man. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for telling me that. It's a big science, Mr. Depression. It, it is not about you. It's about me, Mr. Depression. I'm the one who is not covering my own needs as a human being. That's why. So the most common signs which lead to that mental illnesses, especially depression, many mental illnesses, which is the way that you cannot express your own feeling as a human being and your own uncovered needs as a human being. That is so interesting because we tend to compartmentalize different aspects of our life. So our physical health, our mental health, our uh, spiritual field, and these are all together. We are a whole and we cannot really separate one from the other. How important would be to take an holistic approach and, and look at all these levels together when we start suffering on mental health issues? I believe, I, believe in, I believe that we have an inner world and outer world that I learned from Jay Shetty in his book, Think Like a Monk. Your inner world, which is contain everything inside you, mentally, which is your own thoughts and your own mind, which is aligned with your own spirit, your own soul, which is, which is aligned with your own emotion and feelings as a human being, which, which is aligned with your own physical body, all aligned together. So, if you're taking care and, and you listen to this sign that you are mentioned, which is a really a big warning, which is telling you that, well, is something wrong is happening in your life, in your inner world, mentally or emotionally, or even spiritually, it will lead you to a physical disasters in your outer world. It will just start from, from inside, from inside out. If you really work on yourself, and take care of yourself that will help you to, to, to help and save people around you in your outer world. It is start by your thoughts and a feeling linked by, by uncover need and action. I can give an example. If you have that kind of suicidal thoughts, oh my God, I, I don't live anymore. My life is dark. I have no meaning, have no purpose in my life. So why that I'm living? No more thoughts. And see that thought from different perspective. And I start to talk with that thoughts. 
that thought, where that you are coming from, that thought. You will find that thought coming from many, many ways in your life. It will coming from some limiting beliefs from your own past, some traumas in your own past, maybe negative self-talk. And that will lead you and, and affect your own feeling that you will feel sad, you feel you feel disappointed, you, feel, you will feel overwhelmed. And that feeling, behind that feeling that you will find the uncovered need. For example, you are not respected in your life. You are not seen. You are not heard. You are not loved by yourself, people around you. What, that will lead you to have that behavior, that action. I want to kill myself. I want to end my life. It, is, it all started by your own self, in the inner world. If you can check in and have that mindset, or have that, you can say, that skills, in order to navigate inside you and see where that thought coming from, and the feeling behind that thought, and the need not covered behind it, and the behavior behind it, you'll know what's going inside you. Because it all, it, it all starts from inside out. If you work from inside and start to, to visit these, this kind of dark places inside you and start to heal yourself from inside out, you will be a, a different person. We always listen to other people always saying that I want to change the world. It's so common, right? How can you change the world? What is the definition of the world? It's you and me and this and this and this and this. So it started by you. But when I want to start by you, it's not about you in the outer world. No, it's started by you from the your inner self. It's that your, your journey of discovery and transformation, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And, and going through this with yourself, and go through your own darkness, and how can you find your own peace? And then, what you will learn from your own journey, you're going to make it in action with me and you. I'm going to help and see people around you. From here, you'll start your journey of changing your own world. But it all started by your inner world, my friend, in order to start your own journey in the outer world. This is so good. Because it's so difficult for us to check on, uh, on us. We are living nowadays in, in a world that is so busy, so noisy. We have inputs and, and stimuli for, from all directions. So... How do we check really on us and we leave the world outside us where it is for a moment? So what question would you really ask yourself? It's so deep. I want to thank you for asking this question. I would believe in spending time with yourself. Spending time, how, what is the definition of spending time with yourself? In my, in my understanding as well. Spending time with yourself, which is spending time by how, how you are as human being. You're sitting in your own room without any distraction. No TV, no PlayStation, no social media, no people around you. Sit in your room in a calm place or going outside and start to have a conversation with yourself. And I start to ask yourself, my friend. I know it is not easy for you because mostly we're addicted for other extenders. Our phones, our friends, our family, our our TV, Netflix, all these kind of things. But when you ask someone, when I spend time with myself, it's so boring. No, it's so scary, my friend. Because spending time with yourself alone, only for five minutes, you're going to have the inner attack, the inner war inside you. You think about your own past, think about your own, about your own future, and you don't live mindfully in your own present. No way. But 
if you have, if you try to do this day after day, even for, for 10 minutes every day, you start to ask yourself this kind of question. What is the thing that I love in my life? What is the thing that I don't like? What is the thing that, that I like? What is the thing that I want to improve in my life? What is only one simple thing? Only one simple thing. Simple thing that I can do in action in order to change my miserable life as a human being. I learned a great lesson from Jordan Peterson. He's a, a Canadian psychology, Canadian. He wrote the book, 12 Rules of Life. And he, he, he was saying that only one simple action in order to change your own, your own darkness life, your dark life. Check about one simple action, for example, make your own bed, clean your own room, clean your own closet. Make something that you love. Only one simple tiny action. That simple action will lead you to a bigger one. And that one will lead you to a bigger one. A smaller step will lead you to a bigger victory, my friend. But all started by you. By spending time with yourself and start questioning yourself, this kind of question which is that you're afraid to ask yourself. And in, in, in order to understand who you are. I want to ask my audience only one question. Okay. How do you know your friends? How do you know your family? Simply by spending time with them, right? So how do you know your friend? How do you know yourself as a human being? You have to spend time with yourself. Don't be afraid. I know it is not easy for you. I was suffering a lot by spending time with myself at the beginning. And then because of that journey with myself, I found out it's a big difference between being alone and being in solitude with yourself. Being alone, I, I don't want to stay with myself. But if you see the bright side from your own loneliness, you will find the solitude and the beauty of solitude. And solitude is that inner growth inside you by knowing who you are as human being in order to start that journey of discovery and transformation and healing yourself from inside out if you want to change yourself. This is so true. And, and yet I think so difficult for us to, to do. In fact, I would probably argue that that was one of the most important or impacting issues that people had during COVID. The fact that suddenly the life they knew was basically shut down and because of the pandemic. So they were very often on their own and they didn't know how to fill their time. So they had to be with themselves. That can be very scary when you look inside yourself. So what sort of practice, let's, let's start with that. What sort of practice would you recommend to people to gently start spending time with themselves? A simple, a simple action. Find only five minutes within that 24 hours every day. Five minutes and have been on paper and start journaling. Only write down only one question. What do you like about yourself? Or what do you love about yourself? Only one question for first day. Second day, spend another five minutes. What, what I don't like about myself. The third day, you will feel like, oh my God, I start to enjoy sitting with myself. I will give it 10 minutes today. Okay, what is one area from movement that I can do with myself to move forward. I will write down the fourth day, one week. From five, we started by five minutes. It will end up every day, maybe by one, two, two hours. It started by journaling and write down the things that you want to ask yourself about every day. 
write down, my friend. Start by journaling as a simple step with yourself. But the most important thing, just give your phone away, my friend. Any distraction, give it away. Because we start addicted to social media so much. Because we need the dopamine from social media and likes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when you start to change that habit, change that habit, I would, I would start to change that habit of spending time with my social media for one, two, three hours a day. I would start by some step, five minutes with myself, by journaling. And then it would become 10, it would become 15, it would become one hour. You can change a negative habit by a positive habit. Only start by a small step. And another simple action, if you like. Look at you. What is one thing that you don't like about you? If you can say five things that you don't like, one of them that you're not making your bed, make a commitment for yourself. If you want to make your bed, tomorrow start by making your bed. I know it's not easy. Don't make all your bed, my friend. Make a half. But one simple action. One simple action will start to build a muscle inside you of commitment in order to change my life step by step. But all start by spending time with yourself. Because nobody know you unless you, my friend. The only one who is God who knows what is what's the one who created you. But you don't tell me your mom, your father, your brother. Yes, you, the, the, the living with you on the outside. At the inside, nobody see you. You're the only one who can see himself. That's why. We can start one simple action, like journal. Walking outside with yourself, but without any distractions. Not walk. Think. Ask yourself questions. And start to find your own answers. You can stay in some calm place in nature and enjoy your life and be mindful and relax. And start to enjoy the life outside. Away from distraction and noise. And start to enjoy the time with yourself. Because it's started by your own self. Because nobody can come in your life and fix you. You are the one who will start fix yourself and change yourself by yourself. No, not me as a coach or even a therapist or whatever. You want start by yourself. That is so yeah. important because, uh, you know, we have to take ownership. I agree with you. We have to take ownership of our own life and even our own mental health problems or, or, or whatever we, we are facing. So... Uh, I totally agree on uh, on that. Well, how do you quiet your mind and you quiet your disempowering thoughts, your self-talk? These are very challenging sometimes, especially when we we face difficult times. How, what do you do? The inner self-talk, the inner self, sometimes I can say it's self-violence. And say negative talk between you and yourself, which is making you crazy, my friend. You, you can say the, the most thing that I start to, to make meditation three years back. Meditation has helped me a lot. I was reading that book, Throwing Sharma, Think Like a Monk. That book is so, that, 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 book, is, that book is an amazing book. So deep. I, I started to learn meditation from three years back, and I started to make meditation with myself in my room. I started only by five minutes, by breast work meditation, only sitting in a calm place, just closing my eyes and just try to focus in my own breathing, take a deep breath sort of for a few seconds and then release it. That kind of breast work meditation helped me a lot in order to focus and start to that muscle of being mindful to my own self, my own breathing, for example. And then I started to improve that and have that kind of meditation with myself, which is the inner 
the self-talk meditation or the, the present moment meditation. So how to quiet my mind? How to quiet your mind? If you ask yourself that question, when was the last time you silenced your mind? Didn't hear your, 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 your inner self-talk or even your mind feed you by thoughts. Meditation helped me a lot in order to do this, to silence my own thoughts by inner conversation. For example, every morning, one, one, one bout of my meditation, telling, telling myself that it's energy management meditation and silence meditation. Silence meditation, I, hear, I, I have my inner talk with my own mind. Mind, you are my friend. You're not controlling me. I'm not controlling you. We are friends. We are living in the same body. Is that right? So, now I'm going to give you a break. I know that you are working so hard with me, right? Say the yes, well. I never get sleep, even that you are sleeping and I'm, I'm not taking rest. I'm having dreams, I'm having nightmares. Or sometimes that I need some sleep, man. I didn't use that. That's okay. Let's have some break. Now, I'm going to give you some break. I don't want you to feed me by any thoughts or any ideas or any judgment, anything. I'm going to give you a few minutes of break by silence. And then I talk with my inner self. Well, no need for inner talk. Only a few minutes, a few seconds, few seconds, not a few minutes, few seconds of inner silence. You know what? That is, that is the secret, my friend. How can you talk with your inner self? How can you talk with your own mind? And then, yes, well, I'm agree. And then take a deep breath and just keep the silence. Start by five seconds. Start by 10 seconds. And then it will lead you to one minute, two minutes, and go on. How to enjoy the silence? You know that feeling when you want to see a journey in your inner self with silence. You're going to start to filter your own voice other voices around you. You start to hear the other voices for your dad, for your mother, for your husband, for your own colleague, all talking inside your mind, but it's not you. You're going to start to filter the noise inside you, the noise and the voices from people from external world. And because you silence your own self, you're going to now know what is your own voice after silence yourself. And then you're going to understand, oh my God, that is not my own voices. It's the voices of people around me. Maybe they are judging you or harming you or giving you negative thoughts, negative feeling, or whatever. And I start to filter all these negative thoughts, all the negative voices from inside you and do it down. Silence. It all started by, by meditation, help a lot with that, my friend. It only started by spending at least every day with myself, with yourself. Only five minutes. Spend five minutes with yourself in your own room, in a quiet place. Start to have a breath work meditation and focus on your own breathing every day. Only five minutes and then start to improve day after day. It starts to improve that muscle of mindfulness inside you as a human being. And then that it will lead you, how can you silence your own mind by your own self? I love that. I noticed that you talk 
with your mind, you talk with your depression, you talk with your condition. It's, it's a way of befriend something that perhaps scares us. I found it quite interesting. I, I never met anybody who actually talks with, with their depression. I've never done that. Have you been doing that for a very long time or did you start when you were affected by your own, own problems? I found, I found that way from a long time by coaching myself, even, even, even before joining the GCT certification school. I, I believe in all, all this inner conversation between you and your own dark places inside you, the places that you are afraid to visit, your own traumas, your own fears, your own, your own rejections, your own pain. Where do you find the treasure? Where do you find the gold? Impossible that you can find gold and treasure in the service. <laughs> You're not walking the street and find gold and just <laughs> any treasure or something like that. No, it's all down in the darkness. You have to dig deeper and deeper and deeper and find that kind of gold and, 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 and treasures in mines and tombs and ancient things. That is the outer world. What about the inner world? There's some part, in you, there's some part of yourself inside you if you visit and stay there and see the thoughts and the feeling and the need which is not met that part of yourself, you're gonna find the treasure there. And staying there for some time. When you find the treasure, you find your own way from own darkness to your own light and the surface once again. But the, the, the thing, the beautiful thing is your journey from your own darkness to the light will make you more stronger in your own life. But the trick is, or the secret is, how can you see the bright side from your own darkness? Like depression, like stress, like pain, like trauma, like rejection. Because I love to see all this kind of pain, all this kind of darkness by different perspective. I love to have a conversation between me and them. I will give another example for OCD, for example. OCD is so, so, so hard. If somebody listens to me and have OCD, I feel you, man. I feel you. That nagging voice inside you, that telling you that you didn't do this. No, I did this. No, I didn't do this. And I start nagging and nagging, 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 nagging. Imagine that you're sitting with your own friend, you're all in different mind, different world. The OCD is just controlling your mind, man. It's not easy. When I start to see the bright side from OCD, I found out. I have a conversation with OCD. I found out. The more I think about any situation in a thought in my life, the more I become, have more awareness and dig deeper and know deeper answers about the situation. So I become a deeper thinker or, or, or critical thinker in my life. And also another thing, when I have something that I want to do in my life and I'm not focused, for example, that I'm, I'm working something and I'm working in a workplace, something like that, I'm, I'm not mindful or distracted, I remind myself, well, if you're not mindful for doing this, that you will have OCD after that. So you have to be mindful. So OCD helped me to be mindful for my own life. It's your own perspective, my friend. How to change your own perspective. I, I, I love to share that with you because I, I use that tool with my own clients, also with myself. See the bright side. Acknowledge the dark side. The challenge, the mistake, 
the question or whatever. Acknowledge that. Acknowledge it because it is real. It, it, that is a new life now. Acknowledge it. See the feeling and the need behind it. And then it changes the perspective. When you change the perspective, you will see the bright side from that dark moment. If you see the bright side, you will accept it. Yes, I will accept why they accept it because there's a bright side there, there's a positive side there. When you accept it, you're going to learn a lesson from it. When you learn a lesson, you will grow and go through it. But how can you create that mindset of seeing the bright side from your own darkness? And that conversation with the scary part inside you. You know what? It's scary because it is not easy to learn. Because the, because the deep lesson, because the lesson from these dark places, this painful situations or whatever that you're going through in your life, it really helped a lot to grow in your life. As you can see, most of motivational speakers and writers and even coaches and therapists, all of them, most of them went through a very hard time in their life. Whatever traumas, also the mental health illnesses. Because that journey, it, it, it is not easy, my friend. You have to go through this. It's up and downs. Absolutely. You mentioned OCD, and I had an episode last week, uh, last year, uh, with a, a guest who suffers of OCD. And one of the struggles that he mentioned was to maintain healthy relationships with other people because of the, all the issues that OCD implied. This is a problem in general with mental health because uh, a lot of people around us don't fully understand what the condition we are dealing with really entitles. How can we build and maintain healthy relationships in our life during these tough and challenging times? Simply, we're going to start by acknowledging these things. Don't run away from it because it is there. If you try to run away from your own challenging moment, whatever it is, it will hunt you down, my friend. It's about you now to acknowledge that hard time. Whatever it is, they're going through depression, going through OCD, going through rejection, going through losing someone, going through grief, going through stress. Whatever that you're going through in your life, that you have to acknowledge that because it's about it from you. It's about it from, it's about it from your own life now. Acknowledge that thing. After acknowledgement, that you start to see it from a different way. I know now, for example, that I'm going through a hard time, a dark time of losing somebody, for example. Grief is it, it's not something easy. When you lose someone, for example, one of your own family, one of your own best friends. You have ghost previous through a deep pain and darkness. I know it is hard, but it stays there for some time. Acknowledge your own grief. I know that I lost my, my mother. I know I love my mother. Now I'm crying. It's a healthy crying. The reflection for how I love her and I miss her. Because I need to connect with her again. That's my own need as a human being. And I cannot connect with her anymore physically even. But it is not there. Stay there in the mud, stay there in the darkness, and, and take your time in order to, to release that feeling and this emotion inside you and acknowledge yourself because you are human. My friend, this, this kind of feelings of sadness and grief is part from you. You have to acknowledge it, have to accept it, and take your time in order to grow through that healing journey with yourself. And then by during the days you find your own you find your own ways in order to go to the light once again and start to build your own life around that grief 
I want that lose. I want that hard time by changing your own perspective and see the bright side of it. Acknowledgement, changing your own perspective. You see the bright side, you're gonna accept it, you're gonna learn from it, you're gonna grow and go through it. Imagine if your life, all as a bright side, we'll all happiness, <laughs> it would be boring. That, that, how can we learn? How can we learn? You know what? I'm Muslim. Okay, I'm, I'm fasting these days. So sometimes, because I'm fasting 16, 16 hours, and here in you, it's a little bit hot to you. I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. I'm working nine hours. Come on, man. Some mercy. And you know what? After three, four days, I understand that from hunger, I know the value of eating, of food. Every day that you're eating, any time that you want, gonna drink anything that you want. Sometimes that you, the physical need like food and, and water, you're taking it granted. By fasting, I'm gonna learn how can I see the bright side mentally and also, for example, hungry. When you are hungry, but you cannot eat because you're fasting, I know the value of food, I know the value of water because I'm thirsty. When you have the time to take your meal to, to breakfast, Oh my God, I'm so mindful now. I'm enjoying my meal. Because I know the value of the food now. How can I know the value of food be, being full without going through the hunger? Sometimes you have to go through your own darkness in order to find your own light. Yeah, is appreciating what you don't have or appreciating what you get by understanding what you miss when you don't have it. I, I love yes. it. I absolutely mm. love that. Well, I would like to come to a, a slightly different topic. You are Egyptian and uh, you now live uh, in the United Arab Emirates, right? I'm Italian and I, I live in the UK. We both had to relocate. We left behind the community we were born in. And we had to create a completely new community in the new place. And this can be very challenging. How do you take that into consideration and how much the loss of one community or being within the community you were born in and the challenges of creating a new one can affect our mental health? Yes, you know what? I'm living here for about seven years in a new year, left Egypt in 2016. I don't have any, any member from my family here. But here in New you have different nationalities, especially, especially in Dubai. If you like that you are you're living with Arab and also with different nationalities. And you know what? In, in my workplace, I can talk in a meeting with 10 nationalities at the same time. So that, that thing, it's it, not easy. But at the beginning, I was suffering a lot because I, 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 was, I was far away from my family. And especially these days, the, the, the occasion days for us, like Ramadan, like fasting, like, like this kind of of occasion days, because you start to recall this kind of memories, or different memories with your own family, with your own friends, and your own country, and that, that community, because that, that is a community that, that you're born there, and people there, which is your own family, with your own blood, blood and flesh. But here, you, maybe that you create a new community, with a new family, as a human family, that help you in order to, in order to communicate with them, and learn from them, and become 
does it mean you start to create a new family? Maybe it is not from your blood and flesh, but in a human perspective. That helped me a lot to see and and evolve in my, in my life here. I'm, I'm between East and West, so having that balance between the East and West that, that helped me a lot in order to create, to find the differences between this community and that community and learn from here and learn from here and start to improve and start to evolve here. We all are humans at the end. We have the same feeling, we have the same needs. There is different languages, but the inner language is the same. The language is feeling and needs and, and energy. We are the same. So it's, it, it's about how can you evolve, how can you deal with that community and find your own lives there and build it. And never, and never, never lose that, that other community. You're still in, in connection with them. That is one of the positive sides from social media that you connect with your own family every week, have a video call, have text messages, WhatsApp, or whatever. And from time to time that you are traveling back to your own country and see them. And also, that's a beautiful thing. But you're saying that you're missing them. When you get back to your own country, to Italy, some, somehow, uh, getting back to Egypt and sit with your own family, oh my God, I miss that companionship. It's a beautiful thing. Yes, I want to a journey who pursue to find myself in another country. But I never forget my family. It's always there in my heart. Link there. They are living with you mentally and emotionally. Sometimes I dream of them. Sometimes I feel like that. Sometimes I hear the voice of my mother. It's, it's there. It's about building that skills of adapting. How to adapt for the new community. How to find your own role as a human being. That's beautiful. You mentioned that in, uh, in your work, you can have a meeting, you know, with different nationalities and uh, different people. How can we promote mental health in uh, our workplaces, especially when people come from different realities and have different backgrounds and perhaps there are already uh, cultural differences that can create, they can raise barriers for example, and we don't know that the other person is uh, simply acting in a way out of the cultural learning or, you know, the, the way they, they used to do things in a, in a certain way. So how can we promote mental health within these environments, taking into account the differences between uh, people, especially in culture? To be honest, I started to work even in my workplace because I'm working also and a full-time job as a banker and a part-time job as a coach. I started to, to talk with my own manager about that, introduce myself and a mental health coach, and I want to, to share my own content in the workplace. And in the workplace, I have about maybe seven, eight nationalities working in the same place, the same, the same community. And she mentioned, yes, let's start doing something like that. And I start to write down my own content and share it through emails, through mental health cards, and some ideas. And I start to talk with people as a coach, a coach perspective and mental health perspective. I found out something so weird, my friend. It always started with their own trust. And that trust can, cannot be built so easily. When you touch the other person in a deep level and touch their own feeling and see their own feelings, and see the own need not covered, we're gonna start to have a conversation with them in a deep level and build that trust between you and them. For example, it's a back-to-back -back calls, for example, and have a pressure at work. Most people are stressed. 
When I share, when I want to create my own content, for example, this week for my colleague about how can you handle your own stress, like stress management in order to improve your mental health. The same language and give some time with tips about how can you handle your stress in a daily basis, like meditation, like journaling, like running, like doing things that you love. You are in the same, in the same community because it's a community of a human being. In that point, mental health is not dealing with African or even Egyptian or whatever, from Italy or whatever. No, it's, it's all, all the same. The same language. Like, we, don't, we, we take care about our physical health. When you feel pain in your own stomach, oh, run to the doctor to take a, take a medicine. What about your mental health, my friend? I, I, was, I was asking, I have some, some survey in my workplace about what is more important for you? Your mental health or physical health? And hear their own answers. Some say, no, physical health first and then mental health. Some say, no, mental health and physical health. Because it all starts with your own mind. It all starts with your own mental health, my friend. If you are physically sick, but you are mentally healthy, you can cure your own physical sickness. But if you are mentally ill and physically healthy, that will affect your physical health. It's a big difference. When you are stressed, when you are depressed, when you are overwhelmed, when you are stuck in that dark place, mentally, that will affect your physical body. Those are next exchange, the big difference. And I challenge everyone who can say that. That, 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 that is my own opinion because I want through this. It's all start by your mental health, all start by your own thinking, all start by your own mind. Yeah, I keep resonating with that, to be honest, because when I burn out, the first signs that I had was actually in my body, in my physical body. And I remember that my muscles were, I always say, like gelatin. I, I couldn't raise, I couldn't lift anything, uh, not even a glass of water. But that started when I was very much already in a burnout situation. Just nobody realized about it. Uh, but I also have another example. My father passed because of cancer. And when we discovered that, the doctor said, well, given the condition and given uh, how extreme the situation is, unfortunately, we don't believe that they, he has more than six months to live. And my father, I remember, said, this is not my time yet. My time is not done. And he managed to live another four years and two months after that, uh, that conversation with, with the doctor. And yes, because he, he was very, very strong with his mind and uh, uh, he, he could fight back that cancer and keep it uh, limited. He didn't uh, heal. It was unfortunately too far spread, but you know, it, it's exactly as you, as you said, if our, our mind is, uh, is strong, we can really affect our, our body, our physical health. But if our mind is not there, then we can easily affect our body. So, um, yes, th thank, you, thank you for that and for reminding that for us. Well, I would like to ask you about all the emotions that we create when we are affected by challenges and eventually we give, give in to uh, mental health issues. 
sometimes um, you know we we feel guilty we feel perhaps uh, ashamed and these feelings obviously are, are not healthy for us and they can keep us stuck in a situation where there is basically no no solution in order to let them go i've been looking at forgiveness and and that's where also the um, the title of the podcast comes, uh, you forgive and you let go this, uh, this emotion. And then eventually when you open up to the possibility that there is a future, then eventually you start thriving again. What do you think about forgiveness and in particular self-forgiveness? And how do you think this letting go of the emotions uh, is important really for, for mental health and uh, for the stability that our mental health requires. Mm. So deep, my friend. Forgiveness is one of the best ways in order to improve your mental health. I'll tell you why. I tried that a lot with myself. To be honest, nobody has a, a perfect past. I have a very dark past. I've done a lot of bad things in my life. I'm not ashamed of and, and I'm not proud of many bad things. Right. And any human being like this. But how can I start the journey of of healing, the inner healing with myself without forgiveness? How? It's okay to be ashamed. It's okay to feel guilty. That, that, that is part of your life. You have to accept it. But the thing is, it, what is not healthy, if you live with shame and guilty for a long time, and, and, and don't know how can you go through this and accept it for a long time in your life. You, you did something that you're ashamed of, it's okay. Did something that you feel guilty of, it's okay. You are a human being and make mistakes. Nobody is perfect. Acknowledge that, my friend. And live with that for some time. And see what did you learn about that? What did you learn about yourself in that situation, that mistake that you did, which makes you have that shame? that guilt and so acknowledge yourself yes i'm a human being i make mistakes i'm not perfect i learned some of these mistakes will help me to improve my life i know that i shame i know that i'm guilty but i'm also a human how can i replace that shame and guilt by forgiveness i have i have four four steps for forgiveness a way that i do it when i have in any kind of situation with myself and also, I'm doing it always in my meditation, call it forgiveness meditation every morning. During meditation, I have my inner, inner talk. I'm sitting with myself, take myself forgiveness meditation time. I start by God. God, I'm asking you to forgive me for everything that I made in my life. I believe in your own mercy. I believe that you are loving me and you know that I'm not perfect. So I ask forgiveness from you. I start with God. Second thing, I start by, I, I, I go to people around me. So I ask forgiveness for anybody that I harm in my life. I wish any, anyone that I harm or do a mistake with him to ask, ask for forgiveness. They hope they forgive me because I'm a human being and make mistakes. And then I go to myself. Well, I acknowledge that you're human, make mistakes. And you're ashamed and guilt for many things in your life in the past. I'm still making mistakes. But I forgive you. 
because you are learning from these mistakes and grow in your life. I forgive you, my friend. When I forgive myself, I'm going to forgive people. Now, after forgiving myself, I'm going to forgive anybody that harmed me in my life. Of course, for me, a trauma maybe, or pain in my life, I will forgive them. Because I'm holding the pain of hurting myself by these people. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the loser here. I'm losing myself. But forgiving them, that is the start step to find your own healing. And start to find a ways to improve your mental health as a human being. This four thing, if you, when I'm doing every day with myself, every morning, it really gives that, that light inside my mind mentally. Yes, moving forward. Moving forward. It's okay, make mistakes, shame, guilt, accept, go through this, learn and grow, forgive and continue, continue in your life. I'm not telling you don't feel, don't, don't, don't have shame and guilt. I'll be a liar, my friend. It's a fakeness. <laughs> it's about our life. So it is not about shame and guilt. It's about how you surrender, how to live with a victim mindset, with shame and guilt, and living there. No. You can find your own way, my friend, and learn from a mistake and also forgive yourself and forgive people around you. Forgiveness is, is help a lot to improve your mental health. I absolutely love that. Thank you so mm. much. Well, I would like to come back on, uh, on you for a moment. And what are you planning for? And is there anything that you would like to share with us about what you're doing as a coach? I, I graduated from from two years back now, and I become a certified mental mental health depression perspective GHT certified coach. I'm I'm planning to continue my studies for clinical psychology and and therapy, and also um it's so interesting to have my own podcast. <laughs> I love podcasting so much, and podcasting, and also I'm planning to write my own book about mental health, especially and especially about depression, and have some plans. Maybe in the future, it's coming on, and especially it will be shared in my social media. I have my own humble business uh, social media page for, for Instagram, which is well, well Saeed Coaching. Change my own content, my own messages, and this kind of podcast that I'm recording with you and other, and other coaches and other podcasts. So it's all about my journey, my friend, which is aligned with myself and not my own passion, my own purpose and mission and vision in my life. You mentioned uh, Wellside Coaching as your handle on, uh, I believe, on Instagram. Uh, what else okay. can uh, people find you on uh, social media? You can find me on Instagram in Wellside Coaching, also in, in Facebook, Wellside, also on LinkedIn, Wellside for now. And I'm playing the future for, other, for another social media platform, but not for now. Well, final question. If there was one take-home message that you would love everybody to remember from this conversation, what that would be? You matters. Mental health matters. And all started by you, by your inner wallet as human being. Find the time, even only five minutes every day, without any distraction. Sit to yourself and have the courage to ask yourself the question that you're afraid from and shame of and feel guilty for it. And start to face it. Face your own darkness, my friend. You can start to train your mind to see the bright side from your own darkness, your own challenges, your own mental illnesses, 
or own life challenges, in order to find your own purpose and meaning in life and believing in yourself that you can do it. Wow, that is absolutely beautiful. Well, I hope that this episode has provided valuable insights and practical tips on what we can all do to improve our mental health and well-being. But as mental health continues to be a prevalent issue, it's important to remember that our struggles don't define us. As very eloquently said by Matt Haig, who said, mental health problems don't define who you are. They are something you experience. You walk in the rain and you feel the rain, but you are not the rain. Well, thank you so much for accepting our invitation, for sharing so much about your life and your mission. And we really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. It's my honor to be here with you. And thank you. I want to thank everyone who is listening to us right now. Thanks so much. It's my honor to be here. Thank you. Well, we would love to know what you think about this topic. Do you or anybody you know struggle with mental health? If so, I believe you will find very useful tips in today's episode. But if you have questions that perhaps we didn't address today, then let us know, get in touch. Also, don't forget to check Will's website and to follow him on social media. You will find all the links in the description of today's episode. If you've been affected in any way by the topic we discussed today, as always, I invite you to seek professional help. Join me next time when we will continue exploring inspiring and challenging situations. Because remember, we are together in this journey. Remember, forgiveness is like a muscle. The more you practice, the stronger and more effective it becomes. If you haven't done it yet, you can subscribe by clicking the subscribe button below. If you know anybody who could benefit from the topics discussed in this show, do some good and share the link with them. If you have a story that you want to share with us, comments or suggestions on topics you would like to be explored, send me an email at forgiventrive at gmail.com. Reviews will also be very much appreciated. And with this, it's a wrap. Till next time. Thank you and goodbye.